1: We're gonna have an interesting discussion here. Who would win in a fight? Wolverine or a coyote? Wolverine, right? No-brainer, I think, if it's a fair fight. But here in Alberta, it's not a fair fight, not in some places anyway. What we humans have done to the habitat is actually giving coyotes a leg up on wolverines believe it or not. We'll find out why, find out what's going on. We're going to chat now with Jillian Chow-Fraser from University of Victoria and the lead author of this paper published in the journal Biological Conservation. Jillian, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for having me. So, your research. Um, Give us the parameters here. How did you go about conducting what was going on with the wolverine population in Alberta?
2: Well, first of all, we wanted to do some research looking at landscape change in the eastern slopes of the rocky mountains and in particular how the industrial development there was affecting the whole entire mammal community uh, and especially the species at risk there so like wolverines you know they're super charismatic carnivores they're actually the largest weasel in the weasel family Um, and they're also a species at risk so they're in decline they used to be found all over the province, and now they're they have really contracted their ranges to basically the the foothills and the Rockies and then the northern boreal parts of the province. Uh, so we you know we had a research team went out and put these motion triggered cameras. Uh, all throughout the Rockies. So there were hundreds put out in Kananaskis country, so that really highly developed area, lots of industrial disturbance, lots of recreational uses, roads, trails, uh, oil and gas exploration. And then uh, many of the cameras also went in the Wilmore Wilderness area, so one of the most highly protected parts of the province.
1: So really contrasting areas with, like, no development versus other ones that are seeing some development, right? That was the whole focus.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's right. And what you see is, you know, there's uh, a lot of wolverines in the Wilmore. They're doing uh, pretty well there with with that really limited disturbance. And then this kind of other story in in uh, the eastern slopes where that that development is really tipping the the odds out of favor for wolverine and What we found was it was actually these linear features, so things like roads and seismic lines uh, that were actually bringing coyotes kind of deeper into this wolverine habitat uh, and increasing that competition there between the two, these really numerically abundant coyotes in these places. And what you're you're seeing is wolverines actually not occupying those places anymore. So, uh, you know, contributing to those range
1: contractions. So it's not necessarily that there's humans there. I mean, that's why this Mm -hmm. infrastructure is put in, but it's the infrastructure itself. It's the way the habitat has changed, hey?
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. So it's it's completely changing um, how that habitat is being used, how it's being accessed. Uh, it's something that we see in canid species a lot actually so wolves also really smart uh know how to use seismic lines to uh get into places that they usually couldn't because it's a really it's an it's a this clearing that they go on for kilometers straight yeah. lines really fast to run down and get farther and we're kind of seeing this interaction with coyotes as well where they're just exploiting those resources really well and getting in there and it's just not it's not worth it for the for the Wolverines to be there competing as well.
1: Is, I mean, that's sort of the story of the coyote, right? I mean, they will yeah. exploit any sort of—I don't even know how to put it—but that's what they're opportunistic. Is all get out, right?
2: Oh, exactly, wily coyotes, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. they <laughs> and even in uh, you know urban areas, rural areas, we're seeing lots of coyotes coming in. They're super adaptable. They're they're
0: totally a species built for these.
2: Be kind to your mind and get these new tropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So it's totally to their benefit. And then unfortunately, we're seeing, um, yeah, these really stark uh, consequences for species at risk like wolverine
1: so what does it mean for the wolverines i mean do they just move try and find a different area do their numbers plunge i mean I, to be honest with you mm-hmm. i was i was talking about this earlier today if you told me that wolverines live in Alberta, i would have said okay but i wouldn't have been a hundred percent sure i mean you <laughs> don't see them they're not like the most commonplace animal so what is the situation with them right now
2: yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, I think most people probably have not seen a wolverine out in the wild. It's a really uh, lucky experience if you get to see them in the backcountry. They're pretty elusive. They're naturally not not in those high densities. They have really big home ranges, so they, they need a lot of space to survive big territories that they patrol. Um, so, but because they need those really big spaces, those rain contractions, never a good thing. It means it can't sustain as high as a population. We are seeing those declines in wolverine in Alberta as well. So, you know, we are having those negative consequences for them. And so it means that if we want to see some recovery for wolverine, some conservation of that species, we're going to have to start thinking differently about how we develop on these landscapes Um, you may even I think it would be really great if we could start restoring a lot of these linear features so replanting them making them grow back a lot of them aren't growing back on their own Uh, and then also thinking to the future trying to reduce that footprint so we can really have these wolverine uh, persist in this area
1: what about other you know large carnivores or predators you know aside from wolverines what about like bears and wolves Do, do you know if it has a similar impact on them or do they adapt a little more a little more easily?
2: Yeah, we also looked in this analysis, we included other animals as well. So we didn't go in thinking uh that coyotes would come out as this as this really big driver actually. I kind of the you know, was sitting in my chair running these models and my jaw kind of dropped when I was like, Coyotes? What? <laughs> uh because we included for sure wolves, uh lynx, cougars, foxes. Uh, kind of other different kinds of interactions that we thought might be something that's important to a wolverine. Uh, And, yeah, it it just came out that this competition was definitely the driving factor for them, for for Wolverines at least. And I think that makes sense. They're a mesocarnivore. They're kind of that where they are in the um, food chain is kind of that middle section. They're super tenacious and fierce, but they are still scavengers, you know, especially in the winter. So it means those food supplies become really, really important to them.
1: How widespread are they in the province? Like, do you have to go to a certain place or are they pretty much everywhere?
2: They used to be everywhere. Um, they now are kind of in the the eastern slopes, those foothills, yeah. for sure, Wilmore, and then pretty much far
1: north, Boreal as well. Okay. Yeah. Interesting stuff, Jillian. Thank you so much for your time this morning. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. Thank you. That's Jillian Chow-Fraser, the researcher who took a look at um, what's going on. Kind of interesting and not surprising, you know, when she describes it to you and like Fred sent a text saying, coyotes fill every habitat type from wilderness to city. Wolverines instead are a habitat specific species with certain requirements. Wolverines don't hang with people. You're absolutely right. You take a look at what's going on um, and... uh, it's interesting to see, because coyotes will, where don't they manage to adapt and, you know, flourish? If city, fine, no problem. And the number of coyotes in the city now compared to even just, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it's night and day. They're You see them all the time now, and they've completely adapted to the urban environment, no problem at all. Has mm-hmm. slowed them down a bit. So, yeah, they're far more adaptable. Interesting studies.